What happens when you spend your time focusing not on the things that you don't want, but on the things that you do want? What happens when you cultivate inside of you a overwhelming sense of well-being? Well, that's what this podcast is about, and that's what I call the self-kindness effect. It's not any one thing, but it is a life of practicing tools and skills that bring you back to an inner sense of well-being, an inner sense of connection, an inner sense of understanding how and where your joy, fulfillment, appreciation, approval, and love comes from. I invite you to come along with me. Let's go together and find out exactly what does it mean to live and experience the self-kindness effect. Hey, hello, and welcome to another Self-Kindness Effect podcast. I am Pete Sibley, and today, my friend, we are going to explore into this idea of self-trust. It's something that comes up so often. You immediately say self-kindness, and the self-trust part of us gets activated. You may not know it at first, and maybe at first blush, it's like a negative response to this idea of being kind to ourselves of the idea of self-love i remember a while ago i was interviewed on a podcast and the person who was interviewing me started off the uh or called the uh interview an interview with pete sibley about self-kindness and then it said something like in parentheses something like i know gross right and that first blush a response to self-kindness, to being more gracious towards yourself, to giving yourself a break, to seeing, um, you know, yourself in a light of positivity. If the first blush is one that feels like, yeah, right, Pete, then I invite you to really check out and dive in and maybe listen a few times to this podcast because self trust is being activated there. Now, there is a lot of room for unpacking why we are born with like innate self-trust. And then it, uh, you know, obviously becomes almost taught out of us or so pushed down that we just aren't willing to allow the self-trust to be Uh, probably one of the most um, important guidance systems that we have. We don't allow that anymore. And so this podcast that today I'm going to be talking to you about is an extension of uh, something that has come up already in this brand new self-story group that um, I just launched we just launched we have a great core group of people and if you're listening to this live meaning like in january of 2024 you still have time to become a founding member which means lifetime access to this group if you want to hear more about how to do that or rather not hear more um, go down to the show notes and click on the links down there and fill out um it should take you to a form that will it'll generate and you can fill that out and you and I can have a quick interaction and you can become still a founding member of the um, new self-kindness 
uh, group coaching program, which is called The Self Story. So the way that The Self Story is set up, to give you just a little preview, is that within The Self Story, there are going to be modules that are essentially different chapters. There's the prologue, which is where we begin. There's chapter one, there's chapter two. One of the chapters that um, is within the self-story group program is self-trust. Now, self-trust is something that when we first start to dive into it, if you haven't already done some work, and maybe you have done some uh, internal personal growth work, but for most of us, it has this feeling, it's gonna, it feels a bit like heresy. Meaning like, it feels like it is just so in opposition to everything else that other people are talking about, to what you feel like you have just learned, like that's just the way it is. But I feel like any time that I go the route of self-trust, I move closer to why I started my um, self-kindness journey in the first place. I felt feel even more closer to expressing and living from that version of authentic me. So it is a beautiful aspect of our self-story journey. It's a wonderful chapter. If not, you know, maybe it's kind of like the character that gets introduced in the first chapter that is just woven throughout the fabric of the rest of the book. I believe that it's my journey and that's why I want to share today that I believe it's your journey as well um, that's written inside of us. It may be a little foggy, maybe needing to be fleshed out a little bit, but it's there. And the guide to unraveling that is self-trust. It will feel like heresy when you begin to really allow self trust to guide you more because of the obstacles and blocks that we have put in the way for self-trust. And I think it's maybe a whole different podcast. Maybe it's a whole other discussion about why we have put those blocks there. But I think it might be just for this conversation, suffice to say, those blocks were put there uh, by other people, well-meaning people, but they were put there by other people because on some level, our own inner guidance, when we live from that space, from that truth, it is confrontational to another person who is not living from that space. And so lots of times, this is why, you know, when we ask about, oh, where do you feel like you stopped listening to that self-trust, that self-inner guidance, usually most of us respond, well, somewhere in childhood, right? Because the adults are bigger, louder, and, uh, you know, speaking more, it seems like, um, assuredly about the way things are. So anytime that you're going to do this work, it's going to come up against those internal narratives. And so moving towards what you do want will require you to go beyond those blocks and obstacles. And for some, it might be like going right through the blocks, like the obstacle is the path. 
And for others, it might mean going a completely different direction altogether. But, you know, even that can feel disorientating. That can feel like a lonely path until you begin to be in this space. And as you're in this space and walking this path, you will come in contact with other people who are doing the same journey with you. One, that's a, a, you know, that's a plug for why I believe being in community and being in a group like the self-story uh, coaching group is so powerful because you can do this work, but you're not doing it in some silo all by yourself. You are doing interpersonal work, but you get to do it in a community of kind, loving, supportive people who are going through and asking the same questions as you. So again, you can go down to the show notes or you can head over to petesibley.com to find out more about the self-story group. But no matter what the feeling that will arise, that is where we will go to work, right? That's how self-trust is locked in by your willingness to go and be with that feeling, to understand that feeling, to, to witness how to begin to learn how to be a deliberate, intentional um, feeler, like feeling the feelings you desire uh, in the moment. That's how self-trust is grown inside of you. So that is the action part. When people ask me, Pete, what do I do to grow my self-trust? I tell them it's by an action of being, being more, making it more of a high top priority every moment to deliberately feel better. If you would do that in your life, then you would experience life in a new way because you experience life from that place of how you feel in this moment. So that's why it feels like when you're stuck, it just stays stuck. And that's also why um, if things feel good, they can continue to stay good. The biggest issue with things feeling good and that allowing things to stay good is we have like trained ourselves this idea that the other shoe is going to drop any moment. So we need to, you know, take advantage of this good feeling right now. Ah, and what does that do? That moves you out of the experience of feeling good in that moment. So that's why a top priority of every moment deliberately staying in that place of feeling better. I'm not going to say just good, just better is so important. Here's another self-trust muscle that got, you know, pushed aside for many of us. So as I'm talking and I'm saying, making it, make it your top priority to feel better. Lots of us hear that as like, oh, I got to feel good all the time. And that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that feeling better is the top priority. So if you are feeling depressed, a better feeling from depression might be anger. That might be like feeling frustrated. So moving from depressed to anger, frustration, 
um, even pessimism, like those are better feeling thoughts than depressed because depressed is like all the way down, right? That's um, that's like almost lack of feeling at all. So moving into one of these other feelings is a direction of feeling better. Yeah, it's not all the way of feeling good, but it's better than depressed. And why that is so important is because we know this intuitively. And there may have been a time in your life when you were feeling an emotion and the better feeling was something like, uh, you know, frustration or the better feeling was something like anger because depressed is also feeling completely unempowered. So you knew intuitively and you just moved into a feeling of frustration or anger. But here's what happens. Here's where the self-trust begins to get uh, broken down in our lives. What happens is you start to feel that emotion and then somebody around, around you, again, a well-meaning person, told you to stop it. Cut it out. That's not the appropriate response. All because they didn't know. But inadvertently, what they do is they make and create you, create within you a feeling of unempowered. Because you were feeling unempowered or you were feeling an emotion that felt less powerful. And so you went intuitively to one that felt more powerful, more powerful. And then the person around you said, no, don't feel that. So now you're back to unempowered. So what gives? How do you get back to feeling empowered? You felt unempowered, so you made this intuitive move, but then the world around you said, that's not right, so it unempowered you. So this is why we become so confused with our emotions. This is why we feel so unempowered when big emotions come up in us. But here's what I want to say about this whole thing. This is what I'm saying, that no matter what you are feeling, as that feeling arises, that is where we get to go to work, is because self-trust is the opportunity to, to feel the emotion that you are feeling. And let me say that differently, because my own brain kind of turned off halfway as I was talking. So if you're feeling unempowered and you have this natural reaction of where to go, an emotion, let's say, uh, that is a little bit better, a, feels a little bit more empowered, and then somebody kind of cuts your feet out from under you with feeling that emotion, you go back to feeling unempowered. But as you're growing this self-trust muscle, what was not there in that moment that I want to give you right now is that every emotion, if you allow it to do its thing, it'll intuitively move you into a better feeling emotion. Let me say that again. If you are allowed to have the intuitive emotion that comes up, it will intuitively move you into a better feeling. Now, this is the wisdom that's happening 
And without an internal narrative that you're telling yourself you're doing it wrong, you will naturally see this happen. So let me give you an example. Let me give you an example of rage that happened in my life back in the day when I was really working through an experience of depression. And it looked something like this. This was kind of a regular occurrence. Now, I might say, like, I wish I had these tools back then, but at least I am grateful that the wisdom inside of me was helping on some level, even if I wasn't able to understand it. So, you know, there was a period of time in my life where I just felt like I would keep going back to that place of unempowered. I would start feeling an emotion, but then I would look to the world around me thinking like that emotion wasn't appropriate. And a lot of it had to do with my own self narrative, my own story of what I was telling myself of how I was doing as a dad and that I had messed up my kid's life because I had become a touring musician and blah, 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 on and on it was going. And then it would, you know, it gets momentum. And so a natural movement within me would be to get into a spot where I just felt like this anger burst of rage. And so many times I found myself driving away in the minivan that we had and I would be pounding the steering wheel. I would be punching the ceiling, right? And here's what I mean about the intuitive wisdom. Now, every time that I would do that, I would feel a little bit of release. I would feel a little bit better. Now, if in that moment the grace existed which it does but it was really hard to hear if in that moment the grace existed for me to trust myself to trust this wisdom of that rage outburst and not immediately move into the old story which is like even my rage was bad see that was evidence of how out of control i was how far i had sunk if I didn't go into that narrative and I just stayed with the feeling of rage, then, you know, it's a big expenditure of energy. Yeah, my hand might be hurting afterwards from punching the ceiling, but I would feel a bit calmer. And in that feeling of a little bit calmer, if I was able to hold that frequency of a little bit calmer for just a little longer, I would have been privy to some different thoughts in that moment. And those different thoughts in that moment lead me to a little bit better feeling. It's like that rage, if I just was able to stay there and watch that now I feel a little bit calmer, I would have seen that thoughts would have been like, well, you know, something like, you're in a tough spot, but it's possible for it to get better. And those thoughts would have moved me up again from being a little bit calmer, which was, you know, maybe in that moment, even more of a feeling of still feeling helpless or hopeless. But the thoughts come in of it's possible that you could get out of this. It, like lots of people have been depressed and have gotten out of it, Pete. A little bit better. And then that moves me into 
maybe not feeling totally, you know, hopeless, but into a spot that feels a little bit more of just the frustration of feeling stuck. And even in that place of frustration, that's a little bit better than the rage that I was feeling. That is how self-trust works. It always is going to move us into a space of feeling a little bit better. And from that space of feeling a little bit better, that is when we begin to experience life in a brand new way. And that is something that we get to witness and understand when we're getting that sense that, you know, I, I want my self story to be different, that that this is how you create a life of your choosing. So this is really good news and that your self journey, uh, self trust journey is always right here, right now. But again, it's going to feel like you're going so against the grain because most of the world is not living this way. Most of the world has not yet moved into such a level of self-trust that this is okay. The people who it feels like might live and glimpse this from moment to moment, um, they're out there, they're speaking, and it seems like they have a quality of okayness within them that appears unshakable. And it's not, but it is deeply grounded and founded in this uh, system or this trust that I'm speaking of today that is innately in you. So your work always is to allow a little bit more the resistance that you have put in through your own internal narrative as to why it's not okay to trust you. And that's the work I'm doing with myself. It's the work that I do with my one-on-one clients, and it's the work that I'm doing in this new self-story group. The group is launching this week. It's going live this week. If you're listening to this as this goes out on, I think this will be out on January 17th, 2024, you can still get in as a founding member into this group. What would it look like if you were living from more of this self-trust place, which is the symbol, it is the uh, result of living from your most authentic self. It's the result of living from the life as you want it. It is the result of bringing such a depth and uh, level of internal self-love and self-compassion and self-kindness. So I invite you to it, my friend. We're doing it. We are on the cutting edge together as we walk this walk and experience this and desire to live this way. All right. Love you. As always, let me know how this works in your life. If you think this podcast would stir something in another human being, would you share it with them? Would you make that act of uh, kindness out there in the world? And again, If you're feeling like this is the moment for you, let's have a conversation. Go down to the show notes, click on the links for consultations or for the group, or go over to PeteSibley.com and all the information of how to get together is over there as well. 
And lastly, but certainly not least, if you want to see this type of conversation as like the headlining news in the world, we got to start by liking it in a podcast. Got to start here just one at a time. So give this a great review, a great write up, and it will become more of what we expect to see in the world. All right. Love you. And we'll chat with you next time.